You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. You're listening to America's Web Radio. It's time now for the Classic Car Show with Tom Cox and Richard Lintonello. Okay, well, we're, we're half here. I don't know which half, but we're half. And, uh, you're listening, you're listening to America's Web Radio and the Classic Car Show. And I guess now you've got something to hold over Tom's head, right, Richard? I really do. The guy went AWOL. We don't know what happened to him. So, uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's pouring here in Knoxville, Tennessee, and, you know, maybe, uh, up where he is on the mountains, maybe the cell towers went out, maybe there's a storm. I don't know what's going on, but last night Tom did send me, uh, the car of the week pick, which was a, uh, Corvair station wagon, a Lakewood, I believe. So, I know he's out around. He sent me some messages yesterday, but today he's nowhere to be found. I don't know. <laughs> he's hiding. He, uh, he's hiding. Maybe he's in his garage. Maybe he decided to fly to Maine for a lobster breakfast. I, <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> or out to Texas to get a frosty Dr. Pepper. Right. So, but, you know, there are things that we can talk about. Oh, absolutely. A lot of people have been, yeah, a lot of people have been following me on Facebook, uh, with the restoration of my Triumph TR3. Which is I guess really boring. Are you back? You're here? It was boring. I was looking at that and it's the same picture, same photograph, day in, day out, blah, 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 working in the garage, acting like you're all chipper and happy about it, and then, uh, you know, nothing new, you know. Yeah, I'm here. Wow. I made it. Yeah, up here in the the mountains. Uh, occasionally, we have uh, technological uh, issues. That's what I told David. Yep, that's what probably it. Maybe the cell tower fell down. But you guys up there have cell towers on top of trees. They're not really towers, right? They're like stringed together <laughs> with cables. <laughs> Tin cans. <laughs> No kidding. I mean, true true story. The uh, you know still have a landline because the uh, uh, sales service sometimes I can't connect, and then you know same right. thing through for Wi-Fi or on satellite. But uh, the uh, telephone, uh, the, the underpinnings of the landline were installed like in the late fifties. So anyway, I'm glad to be here. Got my frosty DP, and life is good. Uh huh. Well, oh, I go ahead. Tell, 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 you know, tell, tell us what's been going on. Well, besides we had a pipe burst in our house in the basement, and we didn't even know. It must have been broke like, I don't know, six weeks ago. And we heard oh, from no. the utilities company saying, hey, you're using a lot of water. I go, what are you talking about? I don't use water. And sure enough, there was a pipe broke in the basement. It was flooded everything. And, and it wasn't the basis of crawl space. So we had the plumbers here for two days, and then Thursday... Are you sitting down? I'm sitting down. Ready for this? Okay. Now, I grew up in New York City, as you know. I used to go to all the great clubs, CBGBs, Max's Kansas City, New York Palladium, and I saw all the freaking great bands. You know, the Stones, Johnny Winter, I mean, you know, Bad Company, 
Lou Reed, the Ramones. I mean, I saw them all, right? So, so my daughter-in-law, who's only 32, she got tickets for the Backstreet Boys in Nashville Thursday night. And she was going with my wife. Well, my wife got sick during the day, so guess who had to go? <laughs> I sat in an arena with like 25,000 screaming women. My ears are still broke. It was louder than sitting in front of the Ramones at, at CBGB. <laughs> it was so freaking loud. <laughs> and I can't believe I sat through two and a half hours of watching the Backstreet Boys, which I didn't know a goddamn song. <laughs> it was fun. The things you got to do, you know, to make people happy. <laughs> That's you, Rich. Always working hard to make everyone happy. Exactly. And I didn't have, you know, I didn't have the time. I, I wasn't home. It was a perfect day. I couldn't paint the chassis of my Triumph TR3. And so here was a Saturday and it's raining and you can't paint when it's raining because you'll know, trap moisture underneath the paint and then it's going to eventually lift and bubble. So, so I'll just sit around, maybe read car magazines and I don't know, putz around in the garage today. And, and what good, good car magazine could you read? Well, car magazine. I, I read the Automobile from England, which which to me is a fantastic magazine. It, it's mostly pre-war cars, but uh, it's very interesting. And I also read Octane, Magneto, and Classic and Sports Car. So what that's my interest. What about this new magazine that's out? And the Anti Automobile. Yeah, it's a magazine named Crankshaft. Some guy publishes out on us. <laughs> yeah, some bonehead from Brooklyn has this yeah. rag publication. Yeah, yeah, some bonehead from Brooklyn. So uh, actually I actually have to write a story today. So it's a good day. It's, it's, it's nice to write when it's raining out. You know, you open the window, you get a raindrop. So uh, that's cool. So what's on your agenda? What's going on in Virginia? Well, it's getting ready to rain. Uh Rain is coming any time now, so you know had to get the dogs in from outside and put them in the basement. Hopefully, we won't hear them. Um, but uh, yeah, rain's coming. There's a several a bunch of great car shows. I feel really bad for everybody. Um, a lot of festivals and car shows up here in the valley this weekend, and they're going to get rained on pretty heavily. Um, yeah, so, that's awful when it happens. Yeah. Kind of, kind of a bummer, you know, when people plan all year long and then you, then you end up with a, a washout. But, uh, but it does happen. So, you know, there are other things to do. You know, gotta get out there, get in the garage, get off the couch. Um, you know, me, I've been stuck, um, working on modern stuff for the past yeah. couple weeks. Yeah. I, you know, uh, Chevy Silverado, um, had a four-wheel drive issue and had, while I was at it, decided to, you know, replace the bearing packs, you know, these newer vehicles, you know, it's not a matter of just replacing a wheel bearing, you know, and then packing it and putting it back in. It's all sealed up. Sealed unit comes with the hub and the uh, um, brake sensors and all of that all, all built in. But, uh, on that, on the truck, um, then I had a inner tie rod end on the 60 Pontiac um, that I found was defective on that. 
still looking for the inner tie rod end. I, you know, you just, I, I got the feel that, you know, when I went over a couple of bumps, you know, I just kind of felt like a little tap-tap, you know, through the yeah. wheel. And I'm like, you know, something's not right. And those have a really unusual drag link. It's like this long, tubular <laughs> arrangement with two big screws at either end. And then it has cups that uh, grip the ball on the end of all your tie rod ends, etc. And, uh, you know, they, they're high fairly high maintenance, and they can metal fatigue, too. I, I had one break on another car. I don't know. It's probably been 20 years ago. And, uh, it does then, happen. I, yeah. it does I, happen. I hit a bump, pull it into a, to a uh, parking lot, which was a good thing because the wheels splayed in opposite directions. Left, uh-huh. left wheel went left, right wheel went right, and it just whoop, went to a huh, stop. So, you know, I pulled that thing in, pulled it up, and, and looked at it, and that left inner, uh, or right inner tie rod end was just shot. So I'm still looking for one. You know, you can find you know, the they have a lot of them and it will find the inners. You know, they, they have, you know, today is a lot of them are non-greasable, grease for life. They don't have any Zerk fittings. And uh, I don't know if that's a good thing. I mean, you know, the grease is not going to escape, but it does harden over time. And uh, that's why you always got to have that Zerk fitting to put in fresh grease. But TRW doesn't make them because TRW makes most of the tie rods and them and MOOC. Yeah, no, I I have yet to be able to find them even uh, Canner Auto Products is a zero really? on it, so I'm just gonna keep yeah, I'm just gonna keep keep pounding on it and uh, see if I can't uh, find one uh, from one of the many uh, vintage uh, parts houses, you know, people that buy up yep. all those old obsolete inventories. Do Do you have the uh I don't know if it's Chilton's. I think it's Chilton's. Uh, interchange manual, because that lists all the parts on interchange. I, For instance, you could look at, you know, a 1961 Pontiac windshield, and then it lists, you know, the Chevy, the Buick, the old, all the other cars that have the same part. So you could go to other vendors, and they may have it. Yeah, Hollander. Hollander Interchange. Hollander. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I have Hollander, and I'm, you know, that's something we hadn't brought up before, and I, I'm glad you did. Um, you did something positive for a change on the show. Good. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> the Hollander interchange manuals are really invaluable. And they are. You can pick them up relatively inexpensively. And I think you can even get them on uh, on uh, on disc for your computer as well, or on stick. Um, I'm not positive of that, but I'm pretty sure. And, uh, but yes, I have them for, for the 40s, the 50s, the 60s. I don't have the 70s. That's where I stopped, the 60s. But uh, that's where the majority of everything I do is anyway, 40s, 50s, 60s. Uh, yeah, but it, it's amazing the information in those interchange manuals that will save your restoration crews. You know, let's face it, just because there were, you know, 18,000 different car models doesn't mean there's 18,000 different, you know, pistons and, you know, tie rods or generators. A lot of stuff was parts spin, especially from the inter, the uh, independent manufacturers, as you know. You know, so, uh, yeah, it's probably out there and, uh, you know, give a search. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, they, you know, they were, you know, GM Saginaw Division used to sell steering components to uh, the independent manufacturers. So, you know, therefore, GM stuff will cross-reference to other other makes and other brands. But, yeah, that's precisely why I have the Hollander Interchange Manuals, just simply because yeah. I collect so much orphan uh, stuff. Right. So, you know, without it, you're kind of lost. And I'm always surprised at what I can get off the shelf by using the interchange manual. So, you know, my God, even a blind squirrel finds an acre in Richard. Thank you. It does. It does. And even though I'm not that blind, uh, <laughs> sometimes the vision isn't as good as it used to be. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, so, yeah, I've been doing that and uh, working on a 2000 front end on a thousand Mustang as well, so, but, you know, all of that's behind me, I think, uh, the, the truck's still on the lift, get it off the lift, and, uh, get something vintage up there to work on, because it's supposed to rain all weekend, so. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, being in the garage when it's raining, you know, snowing, whatever, it's a lot of fun, because you, you don't feel like you're missing anything, but, you know. Unfortunately, you can't do any painting when the humidity level's too high. But, you know, I mean, tomorrow is going to rain, but tomorrow is Monza, the Italian Grand Prix. Which I'm First break. break. Oh, okay, We're break. up on a break. Bam. If you want the truth about politics, medicine, weapons, classic cars, and more, you'll want to tune in to America's Web Radio. You can listen to all of your favorite shows live at www.americaswebradio.com or on demand on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. That's www.americaswebradio.com. Call J.C. Taylor today for a competitive quote on collector car insurance. Give your most prized possessions the attention that they deserve. You'll receive agreed value coverage giving you the peace of mind to know you're always protected. J.C. Taylor has been supporting the hobby with reliable service that has lasted for six decades. Call 888-ANTIQUE or visit jctaylor.com slash awr to get a quote today. That's 888-268-4783 or visit jctaylor.com slash awr. Drive through time with peace of mind. J.C. Taylor. When it comes to car magazines, are you tired of reading about mega-dollar collector cars you can't afford, or endless reporting on auctions and how-to tech stories that don't interest you? Then Crankshaft is the car magazine for you. Crankshaft is a 144-page softcover quarterly filled with all sorts of fascinating stories, the type of car features you won't find anywhere else. It features American and foreign cars, pre- and post-war era cars of distinction including sports cars, muscle cars, and regular family sedans too. To discover what many car enthusiasts are saying is the best car magazine ever published, you can purchase either a single copy for $12.95 plus $3 postage, or a one-year subscription, four issues, for $59.95. To order your copy, go to www.crankshaftmagazine.com. That's www.crankshaftmagazine.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And now, back to the classic car show on America's Web Radio with Tom Cox and Richard Lentinello. All right, we're we're back. back. 
So if you guys are into racing, remember, tomorrow is one of the greatest races of the season. Monza in northern Italy, just outside of Milan. And uh, that is a fantastic track. And hopefully Ferrari will be have better strategy in tires this weekend. And maybe they can win their home Grand Prix. So I'm really looking forward to that. And uh, then after that, I'll maybe sure. jump into the garage and work on the cars. You know when uh, when that's going to air um, Eastern time? The race? Yeah, the yeah. Italian Grand Prix airs about, uh, I think it's 9 a.m. There ESPN. you go, folks. Yeah, get up always early, a lot of fun. Get a cup of coffee or uh, some Earl Grey tea for the more refined amongst us. Well, it's the Italian Grand Prix. Hello, get your act together. Espresso. Come on, get the sambuca out, espresso, a little slice of lemon. You put it in your, you know, little tiny espresso cup, and you sit there watching the crazy crowd at the at Monza. So uh, that's what you got to have, espresso. And now that it is pre-made stuff that you people in Virginia drink, it has to be made in an espresso pot, the old-fashioned way. <laughs> the old-fashioned way. Right. I have my grandmother's old espresso pot that she brought over from Sicily. It's on my shelf. So maybe I'll crack open that thing and get it going. <laughs> All right. So I'm I'm putting yeah. that on the list. So, you know, when I, I next I get down there, you know, so we're, we're going to hit the Waffle House. And you're buying me at least four waffles. Right. And then we're, we're going to your place for espresso in your uh, grandmother's pot. Okay. I got okay. it. Okay. You got it. So, um, you know, I'm not going to let it go uh, without saying uh, something about uh, the Hershey Fall Nationals. They're going to be here, gosh, 20-some days now, Um, October 4th through the 7th. To everybody, one more time, you're going to be sick of hearing it, but it is shifted forward a day, so Hershey will conclude on Friday rather than Saturday and uh, you know and then that's just simply because of the uh, um, Hershey Entertainment and some things that they've got going on but it's been shifted back which means it's going to actually start a day earlier which makes it sound a whole lot better doesn't it? It really does and I was talking to someone just the other day and they didn't even know it was starting a day early. It's like where you been? Have you not listened to the radio? Don't you get you know the the you know AACA magazines? Don't you know? It's amazing that oh, this is the classic going car on. show, right? Yeah, I mean this has been going on for how you know almost a year now. We've been saying it, and uh, some people still don't realize it. You know, maybe they, I don't know, it just doesn't sink in. But it's good to bring it up every week, so they know. Don't go there on a Saturday for the car show because it'll be. Tumbleweeds, as they say in Virginia, tumbleweeds. So. Zip, zip, nada in Hershey on that Saturday. <laughs> Nothing. Right. Um, Even the crab cake say, people from Maryland won't be there. That's right. No crab cake sandwiches. If there's no crab cake sandwiches, there's no, no reason to go. You know. Right. The uh, and uh, Bricker's French fries. I've been looking forward to those things for thirty years now. So I haven't uh, had those. Maybe. Oh. Rickers French fries, yeah, they just, you know, they take the potato, they stick it in the thing, and then they just pull it down by hand, and uh, it just, you know, cuts the fries and drop, they drop them right into the 
uh, peanut oil, and uh, yeah. yeah, they're just they're fabulous. So uh, who knows? Maybe I'll even buy an order of French fries up there. Well, fabulous. I, I, I mean, might. You might. <laughs> you know, that's one of the great things about Hershey. Besides, you know, seeing all the cars and the parks and walking around and finding and meeting old acquaintances and friends and chit-chatting, it's also the food because every year I always have a gyro or gyro, you know, in the food court in the chocolate field. And then, you know, you always have like uh, the Texas barbecue guy. You know, you have yep. that. And then... uh you know, there's just certain things you have to have. And always during the car show, I always take a break and I have the Maryland Crab Cake people. You know, it's just like, you know, it's just a routine. And it's something you always want to do because that was that makes your event so memorable. It's all these things you keep doing every year and you look forward to doing them. So uh, food is part of the, the whole experience. It's a it's a tradition. It's a... Uh, yes. It's a... Uh, Christmas in October for us car people. Um, there's just so many things. I mean, yeah, it's I'm accustomed to seeing this group of people we get together on Monday night. This group of people we get together on Tuesday night. You know, I go to every year we try to go to Finici's, which is just a wonderful Italian restaurant downtown. I don't know if you've ever been to Finici's, but they make a terrific lasagna. Probably not as good as your grandmother, I'll just say. But it's really good stuff. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a blast. I call it the world's largest family reunion. Um, yeah, that's basically what Hershey is. is, right? And, um, yeah. So yeah. So what else we got going on in the car world? Um, you know. Uh, oh well. So two weeks ago, um, there was a Petroliana slash sign uh, sale. Uh, down in uh, North Carolina and I don't know if you've ever heard of Musgo Gasoline M-U-S-G-O Gasoline um, I just saw them uh, yesterday in Nashville and i never seen it before never seen the sign okay well yeah so Musgo was a very short lived brand you know in, in so oh that Musgo yeah, oh, out of Michigan. Yes, yes, yes. Michigan. Yeah, okay. Uh, yes, I've seen that. Uh, the sign sold for like a gazillion dollars. Muskegon. Muskegon, Michigan. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, you know, set a new world record for gasoline signs. Period. Uh, just insane. 48 inch, uh, you know, sign, new old stock. And Musco was only in business. Nobody really knows how long they were in business records are very scant, but um, somewhere between six months and a year and a half uh, up in Michigan, and uh, this sign was a new old stock sign, and it was estimated to go for, I think it was between a hundred and a hundred and fifty thousand dollars. It went from only one point three million and change. Wow, I bet it must have been flawless. Hmm. For a sign. A you sign, know, a porcelain sign. I know. Yeah, you could, you could buy, gosh, what could you buy? I mean, gosh, you could buy yourself a really nice, uh, probably a nice cord. You could pay, uh, probably even pick up a, a, a shabby rebody Duesenberg for that, that money, you know? Yeah, you could buy a nice uh, house on the lake. 
know? I mean, uh, and you could even get your GA tuned up before you go to the GA Summit. You know what I mean? You could do a lot with that one. <laughs> I'm just, you know what I'm glad about the Grand Prix tomorrow is that it's not going to interfere with you, you know, watching the uh, computer uh, telecast of the World Economic Forum. But moving right along. <laughs> yes, moving right along. Um, so, you know, we've been talking about, tra- you know, trailering or not trailering, and, you know, I I do have a trailer. I have a couple of trailers, but generally speaking, to this point, I've only used the trailer when I have a breakdown. That, that's really. why Richard is a friend of yours, Tom. Oh, that's yeah, because I have a trailer. You got the trailer. I know. Otherwise, I would never I know. talk to him. <laughs> oh, I know. And there's an auction coming up in the not-too-distant future, and, uh, you know, he's already told me, you know, I, I'm going to be, you know, hauling for him. So, you know, I'll be schlepping Richard's stuff out to Tennessee. So, yeah, there you go. But I will buy you an extra waffle at Waffle House. So, uh, you know, there is something don't in forget it. For the, don't forget the espresso. Yes, yes. So, um, but you know, I've never, I've never trailered a vehicle. I've always driven them. But I can tell you, the less I drive a particular car, the less confidence I have in it, and the more I tend to want to trailer it. You know, you're thinking, well, gosh, you know, if I've got only 24 in 24 hour window, you know, to get to the show, get back home thinking, you know, gosh, if I end up on the side of the road, um, that's just going to ruin the whole experience. I'm not going to get to the show, this and that and the other thing. So I've decided <laughs> that the best way to stay off the trailer is to keep the cars exercised because the more I drive the cars, the happier they are and the you know, better everything is. You know, seals keep stay swelled up and, you know, all those good things um, that come with keeping them driven, but it increases my uh, confidence level in them, and I, I think the whole trailer versus driving thing, to some extent, I think it's psychological, you know, Ooh, maybe it's just me, maybe I'm crazy, but, you know, when you lose Is Tom there? Did we lose him? Hello? Yeah, you know, I don't know, um, but I really think Hello? we need to drive our cars as much as possible. I can't, okay, I kind of lost you for a minute. I didn't hear you at all. I wonder if anybody else did, but uh, yeah, that whole trail thing I don't get because I never owned one, so. Eh, well, when you can use everybody else's, you know. Well, that's the way it goes. I'm smart. What can I tell you? <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. Well, it's like a swimming pool. You know, if, if you live in the neighborhood... Are we neighborhood, having a bad connection today? I don't know what's going on. I don't know. I think it must be you, Richard. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Interesting. Yeah, I'm good. I mean, I've got... Uh, I'm off the charts, so... I don't know. Can you hear me now, as they say? Yeah. Okay, hey, time, time for a break here. anyway. Okay, oh, it's time folks. for a break. How convenient. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, folks. On August 8th, 
2022, in violation of the Fourth Amendment, the FBI performed a most egregious search of a former president's home. The Fourth Amendment of the U.S. Constitution provides that the right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated, and no warrants shall issue, but upon probable cause, supported by oath or affirmation, and particularly describing the place to be searched and the persons or things to be seized. The Fourth Amendment originally enforced the notion that each man's home is his castle, secure from unreasonable searches and seizures of property by the government. We must take a stand and take back our country. When it comes to car magazines, are you tired of reading about mega-dollar collector cars you can't afford, or endless reporting on auctions and how-to tech stories that don't interest you? Then Crankshaft is the car magazine for you. Crankshaft is a 144-page softcover quarterly filled with all sorts of fascinating stories, the type of car features you won't find anywhere else. It features American and foreign cars, pre- and post-war era cars of distinction including sports cars, muscle cars, and regular family sedans too. To discover what many car enthusiasts are saying is the best car magazine ever published, you can purchase either a single copy for $12.95 plus $3 postage, or a one-year subscription, four issues, for $59.95. To order your copy, go to www.crankshaftmagazine.com. That's www.crankshaftmagazine.com. Call J.C. Taylor today for a competitive quote on collector car insurance. Give your most prized possessions the attention that they deserve. You'll receive agreed value coverage, giving you the peace of mind to know you're always protected. J.C. Taylor has been supporting the hobby with reliable service that has lasted for six decades. Call 888-ANTIQUE or visit jctaylor.com slash awr to get a quote today. That's 888-268-4783 or visit jctaylor.com slash awr. Drive through time with peace of mind. J.C. Taylor. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And now, back to the classic car show on America's Web Radio with Tom Cox and Richard Lentinello. All right, we're back. We're back. Okay, yeah. So, so we're going to take up a collection. Anybody who wants to chip in, um, we're going to get uh, Richard a new flip phone. I think everybody's right. happy about that. <laughs> well, man, the one you, with you the know big, what? Big numbers. The one with the big, big numbers that you can read. You know. Okay, and then and then I'll get you a modern camera to replace your thematic. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you have any of those cubes left over that you put on top? Yeah, yeah. There Isn't you go. it great finding old Kodachrome or Ektachrome slides of cars going way back, and you see the different, you know, the way the color has faded through the years, and it gives it that vintage look. Some of those old car photos and cars on the street from years ago; those are some wonderful photos to look at. You know, I always enjoy viewing them. Oh yeah, um, I, I think it's fantastic. In fact. Um, earlier this week, I was uh, in an antique store, and there was a big rack full of old photos from the 50s, 60s, and uh, I, I went through all of them, just simply to check out all the car photographs, you know, to see what was in there. And I found a couple, a couple really cool ones, but yeah, it's, uh, 
I don't know. There's something about it. It's evocative of a different era. It sort of transports you back in time, so to speak. Almost like driving the cars sometimes, you know, between the, you know, if I'm, particularly if I'm in the 60 Pontiac and I'm listening to like Bachman Toner Overdrive or something like that, yeah, I feel like I'm, you know, back in school again, you know? Um, yeah. Just all those memories like, from flooding back. back. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Um, so, you know, we were talking about trailering, and, you know, my contention is, again, that, you know, the more you drive the car, the more confidence you have in the car. And if you have all of your basic spare parts, you know, it's, I've always said, and I do, uh, I practice what I preach. If you get an old milk crate, you can generally fit everything that you need into an old milk crate that would generally leave you on the side of the road uh, if not for a major catastrophic mechanical failure, you know, like a bearing spinning or, you know, transmission going south on you. But, uh, you know, the other thing that'll give you that confidence to drive the cars, which is what we want to do, we want to keep the cars out there on the road because nobody's going to see it if you're spiriting down the road in an enclosed trailer. And even if it's on an open trailer, people are going to look at it and go, oh, they're trailering it because it's undependable. We want people into right. the car hobby, drive your cars. But one of the things that keeps you on the road is not neglecting certain components. I mean, you know, we all know that there's some really neglected components on cars. Stuff that you know what I think the most people don't check it. You know what I think the most neglected component is? And that is cars with generators. Some of these generators are 50, 60, 70 years old, if not more. And the brushes have never been changed, you know? And once those go, once they wear to the point where there's nothing left, you're going to get stuck. You're not going to generate any power to your battery to keep you going and get you home. So that is often a neglected part. And, you know, changing brushes on a generator is not that difficult. It really isn't. And, you know, if you have a shop manual, it will walk you through it. And it, believe it or not, it's easier than you think. Yeah, when I was, uh, I, I got a butt in because at, uh, I don't know, 14 and a half, 15 years old, I was told you need to replace the uh, brushes on your generator. So I took my generator off, started taking it apart and said, where the hell are the brushes? What brushes? I didn't know at that time that they were little bitty, uh, or not even small. They, that they weren't brushes. They were whatever they are, carbon or whatever the heck they are. They go on the side of the, uh, uh. Yeah, the, the armature. Yeah. And yeah, I, like square little pieces of metal with a wire attached. That's all they are. Yeah. And I kept looking for, where's the brush? Where's the brush? <laughs> Then again, well, all Texans know, aren't like quite I, as smart as I am. Well, you know, I mean, you know, we've, we've all been there and done silly things, but, you know, brushes, uh, a lot of the brushes are the same for like a variety of generators, even from, you know, whether it's Autolite or Delco or, or, you know, what Mopar use, Independent. A lot of those brushes are just interchangeable. Uh, they didn't make too many, you know, variables and more variety. So, uh, that to me is the most overlooked component in your car. If you have a generator, 
piece for us. I know a lot of people have upgraded to alternators, and that's fine. If you want to have a bigger stereo or, you know, rally lights, you may need the extra amperage. But, you know, if you're running a generator, you can check those brushes, folks. Well, and that'll make it makes you happy because they're they're cheap. In the whole scheme of cheap. things, brushes are cheap. Cheap. I bought I bought a set of brushes the other day for my for the generator for my TR three. Guess how much? Uh, you know, Twelve bucks. Two ninety five. <laughs> See, I told you it would warm your heart. They're cheap. Yeah. Because there's not really much to brushes. There really isn't. Two ninety five. I mean, of course they're Lucas brushes, but you know they're made as good as anybody else as long as they're put in correct. But uh, yeah, that that's cheap insurance. So uh, and if you don't know how to do it, there still may be a electrical weed builder in your neighborhood. I mean, most of them have gone out of business because everybody's using generators, uh, alternators, and even today nobody rebuilds alternators; they just replace them. So. There are still, you know, some mechanics around that will do it for you. Well, the other part of it is, is when you're, you know, now, and depending upon the amp rating of the generators um, and the age of them, you know, older ones, a lot of them had bushings. They didn't actually have uh, ball bearings in them uh, at either end of the shaft. Um, they were all they were bushings, and in that case, you know. That's another neglected point. You know, people need to, you know, they, there's little caps on either right. end of the generator, and you put a couple of drops of oil in each of those um, every couple thousand miles, and that'll help keep your uh, bushings in good shape um, and on some of the older stuff, your bearings too. But, uh, you know, if you got it apart, you might as well check all that out while you're at it, too. And it, it, they're fairly cheap as well. Um, they are. Generally, every every mid-sized city, you know, even here in the uh, Roanoke Valley, um, we have a couple of bearing houses, and you can just take the bearing in and have them measure it, and they'll pull one off the shelf that's an exact duplicate of what you've got. Um, and you don't know, even have to go to an auto parts store. And another overlook component, which is even easier to change than a bearing, than uh, brushes, is the radiator cap, the thermostat, rather. Actually, sometimes the cap, too. Sometimes the caps are stuck. They have to have a certain pressure. Sometimes people run too low a pressure or too high a pressure cap. But, you know, thermostats, they need to work. You know, a lot of people remove the thermostat. What happens is the water just flows through the radiator is so much quicker, it doesn't cool like it should. There's a reason why there's a thermostat. Yeah, Tom, uh, Tom, I've so got to ask you. Right? 15 bucks. Tom, I've got to ask you, have you ever had a ra- radiator? I've always had radiators, but wh- what's a radiator? The radiator. Radiator. It's in your car. No, that, that's Boston speak. A radiator is... <laughs> Is New York R A D Rad, not Ray. Ray is R A Y. Get with the program, you Southerners. Come on, it's Radiator. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> hey. The uh, so yeah, no, I'd agree with you. But you know, for me, um, well, there's one that it doesn't apply to everyone, of course. 
But you know, who changes the fluid in their power steering pump? No Never. One. No one. <laughs> yeah. Me, okay? Um, but, you know, power steering pumps, they work really hard um, if you're doing a lot of in-town driving, and they are totally neglected, as are the power steering hoses. There's nothing, not a bigger bummer to be had than, uh, you know, going to a show, pulling in, when you go to turn, poof, that high-pressure hose springs a leak and sprays fluid all over the underside of your car. Um, it's no fun. It's embarrassing. And uh, it's really easy to check your, uh, particularly, I mean, you've got a low-pressure line, and typically they don't burst, but they do crack, dry rot, leak, etc. The high pressure side, though, man, it will spray all over everywhere. And you can grab the hose, power steering, high pressure side hose, um, and that's generally the one with the clamp, with the clamped fittings on the pressed on fittings on either right. end. That's the easy way to right. determine which one is which. The other one usually right. just has like a regular uh, type of hose clamp on it on the low pressure side. But they get spongy when they get old. Um, so you grab it, look at it, twist it, see if you've got cracks in it from dry rot, or just squeeze it along the whole length of it and see if, feel if it's spongy at all. If it's spongy at all and you get any fluid, especially on your hand, go, go get one. And the cool thing about that is, yes, you can buy a lot of the hoses pre-made, but if you have a an equipment supply company in your area. Most of them can make up hydraulic lines on-site, custom-made. And, uh, you know, because they use them on uh, bulldozers and uh, front-end loaders and so on and so forth. Um, The hydraulic hoses so they can make them custom. Uh, Avoid the embarrassment and heartache that comes with broken or uh, burst high-pressure lines. So, for me, it's the power so, steering pump. Well, you know, staying on the uh, steering system side, a lot of steering boxes have to be oiled or greased, and that's another oh, thing. Oh, you're they right. Get covered up with, they get covered up with, like, you know, dirt and grime through the years, and people don't even see that there is a little screw on top, in some cases, that you have to, you know, remove and pump in fresh grease. And there's also a screw on top. I don't know about the Saginaw box, but I know on the boxes of my Triumphs, there's a screw, and even on the ones for my BMW, there was, uh, that you turn, you, you lighten up, you, you loosen up the lock nut up there, and then you turn the slotted screw, maybe a half, maybe a quarter turn, you don't want to turn it too much, and that will tighten up your steering, and then you tighten up the lock nut. And sometimes, you know, it's as simple as doing that, to make your steering a little firmer and less loose. But steering boxes do need to be greased. Great time, folks. When it comes to car magazines, are you tired of reading about mega-dollar collector cars you can't afford, or endless reporting on auctions and how-to tech stories that don't interest you? Then Crankshaft is the car magazine for you. Crankshaft is a 144-page softcover quarterly filled with all sorts of fascinating stories 
the type of car features you won't find anywhere else. It features American and foreign cars, pre- and post-war era cars of distinction including sports cars, muscle cars, and regular family sedans too. To discover what many car enthusiasts are saying is the best car magazine ever published, you can purchase either a single copy for $12.95 plus $3 postage, or a one-year subscription, four issues, for $59.95. To order your copy, go to www.crankshaftmagazine.com. That's www.crankshaftmagazine.com. Call J.C. Taylor today for a competitive quote on collector car insurance. Give your most prized possessions the attention that they deserve. You'll receive agreed value coverage, giving you the peace of mind to know you're always protected. J.C. Taylor has been supporting the hobby with reliable service that has lasted for six decades. Call 888-ANTIQUE or visit jctaylor.com slash awr to get a quote today. That's 888-268-4783 or visit jctaylor.com slash awr. Drive through time with peace of mind. J.C. Taylor. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And now, back to the classic car show on America's Web Radio with Tom Cox and Richard Lentinello. All right, we're back. We're back. Yeah. So, um, we get another really neglected component is uh, the rear end. Yes, I was going to say that. Right. Yeah. Of course you were. Of course you were. <laughs> the uh, no, I. You know, so many people fail to check the uh, gear loop in their rear end. Yeah. Never check it. Right. I mean, I it don't does leak out, and it does get used up. Yep. Oh, and pinion seal. You know, the seals on the front they go bad too, and uh, the stuff leaks out. I can't tell you. I I don't remember the last time I went to check differential uh, lube level, and didn't find the you know the little square hex head plug uh, like all caked and full of grease and everything else because nobody had ever checked it same thing was true when you were mentioning steering boxes you know particularly on the, on the older cars I've never opened up a steering box that was really properly lubricated all the lubricant all the grease and everything was like to the side and it was all dried out and crusty rock hard really yes yeah, it hardens with age. You know, you need to scrape it out of there and put, you know, put fresh, fresh grease in. Um, automatic transmission fluid. You know, people check it, they look at it, and they're like, well, you know, it's still kind of red, and, you know, they'll, they'll run it for 50,000, 60,000 miles, and it's 20 years old. And the filter. Sometimes you got to change the filter because, you know, there are little metal shavings and filing that come off the gear that they're grinding thousands and thousands of miles and uh, you know they get recirculated throughout the uh, transmission so many times you just you know people just never change those uh, transmission filters and you really should drop the pan you know and uh, hopefully you have a friend that has a lift I know you have a lift that's why I'm going to bring all my cars over to the house and use it and change that transmission pan you know 
change the filter, put on a new gasket, fresh fluid, and then you'll be good to go. Yeah, it's a it's a really small thing to do for a really great component. For the most part, you know, there were some uh, issues with earlier uh, transmissions, but you know, even the early first generation hydromatics were really tough as nails. Um, and then you get into the uh, Chrysler torque flight transmissions, and those things are just absolutely bulletproof. You know, if you treat them with just a little bit of kindness change that fluid, change the filter, they're indestructible. They'll go for years and years and years. I mean, they they may leak, but they're going to keep getting you where you need to go. Um, the other thing is hoses. People will look at their hoses, and they just look at them, and, eh, it looks fine. Well, that's not really the case because the hose tends to deteriorate from the inside out. Yes, right, that fluid and that flows through it eats away the rubber yeah. through the years and yep and the pressure don't forget that that deteriorates the uh, rubber that is now soaked so yeah hoses you know you know it, it always that that thing out of sight out of mind like you don't right. see it you know just like in the pipe in my the bottom of my house in the cross pipe i never saw it it burst who knew who knew it burst you know same thing with yeah if they hadn't if they hadn't notified you you'd have kept pumping water, you know, into the uh, underpinnings of your home for who knows how long, and then you'd had a mildew right. issue and everything else. Right, and uh, the favorite cause is, is, you know, you got to change the pipes. And, you know, speaking of pipes, a lot of hard brake lines also rust. And, yes, from the inside. Know, yeah, and, you know, they're just galvanized. Now, I don't even think they were galvanized. I think they were just like zinc for in many cases, they were just bare metal years ago. Mild steel. Yeah. Mild steel. And they rust. And, you know, eventually they will just crack, especially if they will crack at the brass union. So making brake lines if they're not available new for your car, let's say you have, you know, uh, an old Hudson or Packard or Studebaker and the lines are not available, they're so easy to make. They really are. You get a tubing bender and you get a flaring tool. And uh, you can make lines and literally manage them. Matters of minutes. It, it's so easy to do. If not, you can have a local shop do it for you. But check your brake lines. They do split. They do rust through. And uh, especially the older cars with only a single line master cylinder. Uh, you need those brake lines. You really do because there's no backup system. No, it's it's a, it's a big deal. And, um, you know, it, when you least expect it, and most needed is when you have a failure. Um, when you get into a hard braking situation, you really jam on that brake pedal, that's when you generate the greatest pressure in the system, uh, particularly if you just have a sudden reaction. Somebody jumps in front of you, you hammer that pedal, and that's going to give you more pressure than you do ordinarily when you're just braking. And so that's when that brake line is gonna rupture and you're going to lose your brakes at the very moment in time that you need. So, you know, the safety stuff we keep pounding all the time, and it's stuff that you really need to pay attention to. Fuel lines, check them, check them, check them, especially because of the grades of fuel we have. You know, it's not enough to just say, well, gosh, I replaced them two, three years ago. You need to check them every year at minimum uh, to 
make sure that you don't end up having leaks because if you have leaks, you got a fire hazard. And that brings me to the other thing that, of course, Richard and I always talk about, and that is making sure you have a fire extinguisher in your vehicle at all times. Um, it's just cheap, cheap, cheap insurance. Yeah, you really do. And uh, I also carry, you know, a gallon of water in the trunk, you know, using an old antifreeze gallon jug. So water is good, too, to have. But, uh, yeah, you got to have precautions. Just never know. You got to be no, safe I, and sorry, as they say. Right. Um, circling back one time to the uh, radiator hose, um, yeah. you know, you take take those and squeeze them. They're supposed to be not stiff, but turgid or, you know, stiff but pliable, okay? If they feel spongy at all anywhere along the line when you're squeezing them, um, replace them because they're starting to break down. A failure is getting ready to happen. The most, you know, generally the recommendation for manufacturers is to replace uh, hoses every four years. I, I don't know that I do mine every four years. It's usually about every five to six years I'll replace my hoses just because. And that's because I drive, drive my cars a lot. Um, bypass hose, that is like the biggest culprit. Um, if your car has a one of those small bypass hoses coming off of the uh, water pump and it usually has a pretty tight bend in it, a 45 degree in many cases or close, um, that one is the one that fails the most, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. And it's yep. a little tiny short hose. So, um, so there's one thing I was going to mention and I know we're getting into the uh, final minutes of the show, but, uh, you know, new product that came out uh, that I saw someone using the other day, and it's a uh, Eastwood from uh, Eastwood Products, an Eastwood Contour Surface Conditioning Tool, and it's a sander with a drum out on the end of it um, with like a flat brush uh, sanding drum and uh, man that thing worked it worked really well it was slick I mean you know when you're removing paint or you know getting ready to you know surface prep to do your body work this thing is be a huge time saver for people so I just encourage everybody to take a look at the uh, contour uh, surface conditioning tool from Eastwood um, I'm going to buy one. It's going to be in my garage soon. So I'll probably pick it up at Hershey. Um, Eastwood. So, cool. Well, really you know, cool. there's, there's, there's one more part that is also often overlooked, and that is the ground strap or the negative battery cable that kind of runs down to the chassis. But, you know, it, it's that one fixed spot on the car, and then it's, many times it's on... An engine component that is always, you know, vibrating and, and, and shifting and moving. And that cable frays and there's also the corrosion that happens. And, uh, you know, check your ground cables. And in fact, check both battery cables. Make sure there's no corrosion, there's no split, and uh, they're nice and tight. So uh, that's important, too. A little dielectric oh. grease, folks. That works. That works wonders. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And uh, on... On a lot of cars, there's also an additional ground strap that you 
you don't ordinarily see. It either runs from the engine block down to, say, for instance, the uh, motor mounts, or from the heads to the firewall, uh, like 60, 60s Cadillacs. They've got two. One that comes off of each cylinder head and attaches to the firewall. There are additional grounding straps to make sure that the engine is well grounded to the rest of the chassis. And a lot of times those things get pulled off when the engines are changed or an engine is swapped or a component is removed and nobody ever puts it back on or they forget where, you know, a lot of times they have spade clips, they forget where it clips back in, they just leave it hanging. And uh, that will greatly improve your your starting and charging um, on your car too. So, yeah, you're absolutely right, Rich. So, we had neglected our pick of the week our cheap cars been out there uh waiting for people to buy and uh we've had just so much stuff to talk about and so much going on um but uh <clears throat> we uh what did you think of that 61 uh corvair wagon we were looking at for 1500 bucks you know i've been wanting one for years i'm tempted to buy it but i couldn't tell from the photos uh how much rust does it have you know i really couldn't tell but those you know 1500 bucks is really a giveaway price yeah well the interior is actually the interior in that car looks service really really dirty um said that and i sent the guy a note and uh, he said it'll run if you put gas in the carburetors. I'm sure it's got old ethanol fuel in the system. and uh, But that it needs some floor pan work, but that otherwise it was structurally sound. Um, 1500 bucks, And you can get the floor pans for those. 30 seconds? Oh, yeah, you can. Clocks has them. They have all the parts you need to restore a Corvair at Clark in uh, Shelburne Falls, Massachusetts. So, 30 uh, seconds, gentlemen. They have to go through places. Yeah. 30 seconds. What do we say, Richard? Good cars are cheap cars. Good. good cars are good. Cheap uh, cars are good. Cheap tools are bad. Get out in the garage, folks. Have a good time. But be safe. Wear goggles. Wear a mask if you're spraying. And have fun. Get off the couch. We'll see you next week. Take care. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.